Three now. Greetings, everybody, and happy holidays. It is the CBC Wisdom Hour, number 78 for December 30th, 2019. I'm Steve Witchell in New Orleans. Hey, now, Tony V coming to you live from New Jersey. Yes, yes. Happy almost New Year, brother. Happy almost New Year. Happy holidays to you, my friend. Uh, season. Yes, it is a jolly, jolly time of year. Um, Good stuff. Yeah. What's going on? How was your holiday? Excellent, man. Relaxing, chill. Have some time off from work. Relaxing with the family. Uh, it's been nice. How about you? Um, mine's been anything but relaxing, but still good. Uh, sharing a group. Um, I went out to my brothers in Florida for the holiday, um, and but I went out on the twenty third. And stayed there overnight and then woke up on Christmas Eve morning and had Christmas Eve morning breakfast and then did gift exchanges with my brother and sister-in-law and my two nieces. And then we went to my sister-in-law's parents' house in Mobile for dinner and then I came back. So by Christmas Eve night, I was back home and then Christmas Day, I did nothing, which was fantastic. That was the relaxing day, Christmas Day. Nice. Um, because I've been working, man. I've been working a lot, and you know, with uh, playing and with CBC, and um, it was really nice to have. And I, I had thought that I was going to be out there longer. Um, so I had scheduled posts for for this the page up through Thursday, which was the day after Christmas. So when I came back Christmas Eve night, I didn't have any CBC work that I had to do. And I was able to just chill, and then, and then Christmas Day, I just, uh, I still did a little bit of CBC work, but not a lot. I and I uh, just watched TV all day, which was nice. I don't, nice. I, I don't do that a lot. I still feel guilty, guilty though, when I do that. Do you? Do you ever do that? And then you feel like you, you got your time off, you earned it, and then you have it, and then you just can't. You feel like ah, I got I should be doing something. <laughs> no, I'm very comfortable having planned time to chill okay you know so it's time to work it's time to work you know but there's definitely scheduled time to just relax and chill out and i have no problem disengaging and just relaxing yeah matter of fact i'm doing that right now this week oh oh you're off In this preparation week? for the new year yeah yeah oh okay oh cool yeah i i um I don't know. It must be something wrong with me. I the, the the other night, and I posted this on Facebook too. The other night, I this past week I played four nights, and today is uh, today's Monday. So um, Saturday night, after I came home from playing, I I was just putzing around a little bit, and then I put my headphones on and plugged my bass in and practiced for an hour. Um, which is like. I don't have to practice, you know. I play four nights a week, five nights a week, whatever. I don't have to practice when I'm playing. It's practice, but I was just like, ah, I want to practice. <laughs> like, 
And then I wrote I wrote that down on on the in the CBC group, and I was like, there might be something wrong with me. <laughs> well, there's nothing wrong with wanting to practice and, and doing that, you know? Yeah. Like you said, you get some chill time, downtime, you know, take it when you can get it hmm. and enjoy it, you know, because soon we'll be past and we'll be, you know, upward and onward. Right, but and, that and was... Again. But that was a night where I, I had just played. I played a gig. You know, I played for four hours, and then I came home and I practiced. <laughs> so it wasn't really chill. And what nights have you been playing? Thursday, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Yeah, correct. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And, uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's a thing, man. It's, it's cool. That room, crazy. Yeah, how's, that, how's that going? It's good. I mean, Crazy Corner, that's the room I've played the most probably in my life or in 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 New Orleans, I'd say. So, yeah, in my life, that room. Um, so it's so... It's such an old shoe for me, that room. You know, I just put it on. It's nice and comfy. I stand in that same spot I've been standing in for years. And uh, the band is real good, man. The band's real good. We've been using a lot of subs over the last couple of weeks so because of prior commitments before we got this job. But Tracy, right. the lead singer, she's been... Um, and she's running the band. She's been getting great subs. So we're called Beasts Suburban, and we've been getting the, the musical beasts of New Orleans to come in and, and jam with us. So it's been cool. It's it's like this past week I played with, I played four nights and I played with three different drummers. No, 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 no. Two different drummers this past week, but the week prior maybe. I mean, yeah. Uh, a lot of different players, a couple different guitar players. Uh, a couple different singers, and uh, I took one night off last weekend, and I went and played in Mississippi at uh, the Island View Casino. Uh, oh, cool. Saturday, the Saturday it was the twenty-first for uh, Christmas, and uh, so yeah, a lot of driving and traveling for me. Got like driving out to Mississippi, come back here, playing one gig, then driving out to Florida, driving to Mobile, driving back here. How did you get the Mississippi gig? That was with uh, my friend Tia, who is, uh, she's a singer I used to work with in uh, at the Swamp. And I, I, when I did that, we talked about it when I did the benefit a, a couple months ago with for my friend Damon, who passed. She was there, and she asked me and Sean, who was the drummer at the Swamp and the band leader, uh, to do this one gig. And that was before I got this Crazy Corner gig. So I was like, yeah, sure, you know, I'd do it. And I especially really wanted to play with Sean again because I, I really love Sean and, and uh, miss him, you know. So it was, uh, so I agreed to that. And as uh, I think is proper protocol, since I booked it, I had to honor it, even though I had a new gig. So I got somebody to sub for me at Crazy Corner. So when does everyone's schedule clear up to where you... you... The, the solid band starts playing consistently. The dr well, the drummer was away for for the holiday, and I guess that was his last commitment. Uh, the guitar player I know is not going to be with us a couple days more, so he's got stuff. I don't know about the other singer as far as his commitments are concerned. Their keyboard player is is in all the time. He just had a a baby a, like a, a week ago. He and his wife just had their first child, so he took a couple of days off for that. Which, nice. which I don't understand. He didn't have to go through the labor. Why does he have to take days off? 
<laughs> yeah. Um, and I have another commitment in January for a Friday, Saturday, Sunday that I have to honor as well. Um, so after, I guess after that, then we're pretty, pretty rock solid. But you never know, man. Things come up all the time where it just happens here when you're playing four or oh, five yeah. nights a week. It just happens all the time. That's why I tell people, man, I, and I, I said this early on after I moved here on Facebook trying to reach out to my musician friends. If you're here, New Orleans is one of the greatest cities in the world for music and for musicians. And I, I said this back then, and I, I still stick to it today. If you're here and you're available and you're good at what you do, you can get work. No doubt about it. You just come in here and and be a cool person, obviously, you know, to be an, a jerk. Um, but you just come here and hang out and get up and jam with a couple bands, get to know people. It's very easy and quick to, to get to know people because there's so many people in such a concentrated area. And, um, and word travels fast, you know. So if you get up on stage and play with somebody and you're real good there people are going to talk about you right away they're going to tell other people oh man and and you you know you exchange numbers you become facebook friends you know i mean i i i have to imagine that there's musicians all over the world that are thinking like man i wish i could play music for a living i just don't know where to go or what to do and i wish i could reach out to those people and just be like man come here come here and you can get work because there's always people looking to sub out or or whatever. Um, so uh, yeah. So if you're listening out there and you're thinking, man, I really need a big change in my life and I want to play, come to New Orleans and come find me, and I'll introduce you to everybody. <laughs> That's it, man. Follow your dream, just like you did. Yeah, just like I did. I mean, I'm sure I told the story before. But, you know, the first night I was here, I worked. The very first night. And I got a job as a result. So, um, it can be done. You can do it. Believe. And it will come true. Take action. Believe and then take action. You can't just sit around believing and not do anything. You have to do That's st- right. You have to do stuff. Action is the key. Yes. Um, so, uh, so yeah, uh, so this coming week I'm playing six nights. So, uh, we're, we're doing New Year's Eve tomorrow at nice. Gracie Corner and we have a different guitar player tomorrow and then a different guitar player on New Year's Day, um, New Year's Day night. But yeah, I just did, f- I did, f- did I just do four nights or five nights? I just did four nights. Okay. So four nights, then tonight off, and then six nights. So in eleven days, I'm playing ten times. Tonight, See one night off. One night off, and what am I doing? Doing a podcast on my night off. Doing wisdom hour tonight. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Dedicated, brother. Dedication. Yes, and working on Cover Band Central, which is uh, a constant. I'm always working on it, but it's it's proving to uh, to pay off a bit here. So. Uh, so good stuff. Uh, well, that's it. That's all I got to talk about. We'll see you next week. (laughs) (laughs) And.
Um, good stuff. Good stuff. That's not all I had to talk about, though. Um, but I was thinking, I have a XM Sirius uh, satellite radio in my car. And when when I was driving, and I, I especially like it for long drives, um, having that, you know, that, because I'll listen to comedy stations a lot, which I love. And uh, I was when I was driving out to Florida, I was just kind of flipping through some of the channels. There's so many different channels on there. Do you have this, or have you had experience with it? Oh, yeah. Satellite. Series. Sure. Okay, yeah. yeah. There's so many different topics like that you're flipping. Uh, it's and, mega, dude. It's it's like saturation. There's so many channels to choose from. Yeah, you're going into you're flipping through the hundreds, and I'm thinking like I'm in the two hundreds, I'm in the three hundreds. Like when is this going to end? When is it going to go back to one? And it's just all these like I can get the current you know traffic in Tokyo station. Like I mean, <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> yeah. No, it's good stuff though. It's all good. So I was think- variety. I like that. Yeah. So I was thinking as I was flipping through, and I flipped through every channel, um, there's no station out there that focuses on covers. And I was thinking, I want to start a, a, a Sirius XM station, a channel for covers. Cover Band Central. Yeah. Um, and then, and and we, hey, you dude, and I talked about this. It. You said we're going to have a podcast on Sirius. Yeah, you and I talked about this, I think, when I was up there. Um, and I'm thinking like, all right, well, like, it's cause some of the stations I was listening to, I'm like, does anybody listen to this? Like, how is this even a station? Uh, and I'm thinking, well, like, right. I'm thinking, well, but they man, get a grant or they get funding from somewhere to do it. I, I don't, I don't know if that's how it works. So I was, uh, I'm thinking like, man, a cover, a, a station of all covers would be great. You know, you, because we're already used to. The, the mix of genres and stations in this satellite era age and uh, and streaming age and, uh, you know, Spotify and all that because people put together their playlists and not every song is going to be in the same genre. Um, people like different genres. So I'm thinking like, man, it, it would be ideal to have a channel like that. And then we could do this. This could be a part of that channel, and yeah, we talked about that. But I, I started really seriously thinking about it. I'm like, well, how does how how does one go about doing this? <laughs> how does one go about, uh, you know, getting a show or, or having a channel? Uh, I have my channel now. Yeah. Do you have a channel? Yeah. So I did some research on it, and it it doesn't seem all that complicated. You just what the the article I read what it emphasizes is that you pick something, do your research, pick up pick something that's going to be unique. And okay, check. I already did that. And then have a specific audience that you can market this to. Check. I already have that. Um, and then it says like you can go to the SiriusXM site, find the program director, contact or whatever, and send them basically a pitch and include a brief summary of what it is you want to do and sample clips. And it, it, one of the suggestions in the article too was, you know, do a podcast so you already know kind of how it works and blah. Check already been doing that for you know a couple of years now, um, almost eighty episodes. Yeah, so I figure what I all I really need to do is go through some of these past podcasts and find some good clips and put them together. And it suggests in that article about a five minute thing. I think that's probably too long, um, but I. I I'm certain I've 78 episodes. I can find enough good clips to piece together. You can find to... at least 15 seconds of something good. <laughs> at least. 
somewhere. It might be pushing it. I don't know. Um, oh, yeah. No, you could definitely find good stuff. Yeah, and then and do that. And the, the fun of that for me would be uh, coming up with the um, – the the songs coming up with with the playlist of stuff to put on there because there's it, there's so much opportunity there you can pick covers from covers that were famous songs made uh like say hard to handle for instance is is an Otis Redding cover that made put Black Crows on the map um and there's a ton of well known artists that have done covers that have made it well known then there's well known artists that have done more like uh, live covers or acoustic covers that are a little bit more obscure, you pick those, and then also pick unknown cover bands and artists, and pick some of their good recordings and put it on. I, I it would be to me, it'd be easy to find enough material, and it'd be fun to put that together. So I don't know, I, I don't know if I would be able to do that, but that's kind of like the vision I have, and I think I, I don't know that you necessarily have to be in any particular location to do that. Like, we could still do the Wisdom Hour just like we do it, but just have it on satellite radio. Right, and you're still phoning it in, <laughs> yeah. so to speak, you know? Yeah. Well, let's not say phoning in it. Like, ah, you know, just but you like, you don't have to be in, in the actual studio together in the same room. Right, 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 right. You can be broadcasting independently from your own, yes, your own world headquarters. Yes, so I am going to pursue this, my friend, for the for 2020. I'm going to uh, to do exactly what it suggests to do and see see what happens. That is an excellent goal, dude. That is a very auspicious undertaking. Yeah, I think so. I think it would be f- super fun, and I think that the fact that I feel that way ha- will help the chances. Of oh, absolutely, absolutely. If you know that it's going to happen, then. We'll just gotta figure out. I gotta make time to do it with you. That's all. Yeah, but just ha- about having that energy of of the fun thing, the funness of it. Yeah, you know. I, I mean, I, as I'm talking about it, I feel the chills of that. You know, it's just like, ooh, you, yeah, that feels good. Um, uh, that would be super, super cool. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna really pursue that and, and see what happens. Like, got nothing to lose. You know, everything to gain. Speaking of which, man. Did I talk to you about the the thing I did uh, a few weeks, maybe a month ago now, at least a few weeks ago? It was early December. Of uh, I did this uh, uh, webinar thing. Did I talk about it? No, I don't think so. Okay, I might have. Do, do tell, Steve. What was your webinar I, about? I might have promoted it. Well, it was a guy who who contacted me and bought my ebook and is a. Uh, he's a musician and he plays solo gigs and he plays with bands too and he put together a program to basically train other musicians how to make $500 or more per gig per person that was the way he sold it and the, the a webinar is like a seminar where you go it's a webinar it's a seminar online where mm-hmm. you, where you go in and you you give a whole pitch of of well not a pitch but a backstory and 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 teaching something about this thing and then at the end of it you're you're selling some sort of thing you're selling a program or or a product or both and some people like webinars still to some people are new um I've been attending them for a long time um 
because you can always glean some information just from the actual webinar without buying any, anything. But his whole, and, and so I was promoting this for a while, trying to get people to sign up for it. And we, we got a decent amount of signups and a decent attendance too when we did it. It was just about an hour. And it's just a really kind of like this, but with video. Uh, and, you know, I introduce it and then I introduce him and then he goes through his whole spiel and shows slides and stuff. And, and basically what he was showing was um, all the, the various ways that we can go out and play covers and make money. But the best way to do it where you're making the most money. And, uh, you know, it, it shouldn't be a big surprise to anybody that the best way to do that is to to book private gigs. You know, weddings, uh, corporate events, whatever. Private gigs. That makes you the most money. And and turns out to be actually the least amount of work, time-wise. Um, so his whole thing that he was selling was one-on-one uh, -on -one coaching on how to do it. And, uh, and it included a Facebook group, too, where you could go and talk with other people who have done this and get some tips and advice and whatever. Um, and uh, an and actual like co curriculum curriculum that you go through and kind of check off the boxes as you complete the, the things. So very well done, very well laid out, and, and uh, very cool guy. And he's not bullshitting anybody. He's, you know, but he's entitled to make money for disseminate, disseminating this information. Um, and then some people come in and are just negative, like, oh, this whole thing was about selling something. Well, yeah, but do, do you really want to keep struggling and keep making the minimum amount, or do you really want to up-level your, your game, you know, permanently? And in order to do that, you, sometimes you need to spend some money. I've spent money on webinars before, um, more than that, or, or programs, I should say, based on webinars, but and definitely more than this guy was charging he wasn't charging a lot of money at all and uh, definitely learned some stuff and it was beneficial so it, I guess I think the point I was getting to is that if if you want to try to 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 succeed or it, like if you're in a place where you're complaining or, or you're you're just un unhappy with your situation you got to do something radical sometimes and and you have to you got to try. You got to think outside of your comfort zone because you don't gain anything if just by staying in your comfort zone. So, not that I need to spend money on a webinar or anything to learn how to do the satellite radio thing, but to me, that's kind of the same thing. Like, this is a thing I want to do, and I think it could be lucrative, but I'm not doing it for that reason. Um, but it is a little bit outside my comfort zone. Like, like, who the hell am I to say, like, oh, I have a satellite radio show. <laughs> like, I'm just this schlub in, in a apartment. Well, who, who are you to not, though, you know? Well, I, right. And not, you don't want to have the radio show to say, hey, I have a show, and I have Jet, and come with me. You, you want the, you know, you want the the exposure for the CBC, you know, to spread the, spread the word. Well, yeah, and even more than that, I just want to do it for the fun of it, because, like, this whole podcasting that we we do is just born from the fact that you and I like to talk to each other and talk about this stuff, you know, and that's basically it. And um, but that is basically the wisdom hour, right? Yeah, there in a nutshell. Yeah, and it's fun for me, you know, because I would do it for free or for or for not. I mean, obviously, we did it um, without broadcasting to other people, 
Um, so, yeah, so you want to, uh, like, th- th- we didn't get a lot of signups for that thing. We got a few, but people are more apt to just complain about their problems or point fingers at other people or entities for their their things things that are going wrong in their lives rather than owning what their situation and saying what can I do to change this I, what can I do different in my life that might be a little scary but will pay off in the end so I I, I uh I know you're on board with that kind of mentality. Yeah, and not to sound cliche, but now is the time to do it, right? It's the new year. So New Year's Eve is tomorrow, you know? So come Wednesday morning will be a brand new year. So it's it's a better, you know, no better time than the present to, to get down to, to embracing some sort of change you want to make in your life, you know? And like I said, it's, it's, it's you know, it's, to walk the talk is really what it comes down to. You know, it's... It's a hard thing to be committed to to improving yourself or sticking to things that you really want to do. But if you really want to do it, you know, and you, you have, you know, you give yourself six months and you really dedicate yourself to something, you'll see it. You'll see change. You know, you can see change over many, many different um, aspects of your life, you know, from financial to spiritual to uh, all, all sorts of stuff. You know, you if you want it, if you want it to change, you you have the power to change it. You do. Nobody's gonna do it for you. That's for sure. Well, and like you said, it's easier said than done. You know, it's 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 a hard thing to embrace change, but you know, you spend your time on 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 building building the new. You know, not not thinking about the old. Yeah, like moving to New Orleans, doing this whole thing for me was the smartest thing I've ever done and, and perhaps the scariest thing, but I didn't, I wasn't scared when I did it. I mean, you remember, you were at the party, right? You came to the, oh, yeah. my, my no, little no, going sure. away party that I threw for myself. <laughs> yeah. Which was great by the way. Right. Um, I figured, well, nobody, nobody's going to throw a better party for me. So I'm going to throw my own party. And we um, were supposed to play that gig, but, um, the volcano erupted. Remember Narsh Goggin and she got stranded in England. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, dude. That, that that was before that. Yeah, what was her name? Now Scoggins. <laughs> we were just to let. And we never talked about this. So just to let that audience, the audience know, we Tony and I, um, you know, we had played in a band together, and then we still kind of PJ jammed together once in a while. And yeah, we got hooked up from our friend PJ. Is that how it happened? I don't know where the hook How did came you get the from, hook up? but she was coming from England to the States to perform on some television show, and she needed a band. Yeah, and we were hired. And, and we were hired to back her up. For like a hundred, it was like a hundred dollars, I think we were getting. Yeah, it was a hundred bucks a piece. A <laughs> hundred bucks a piece. A hundred bucks a piece, no rehearsal. No Here's rehearsal. Students, learn them, and then that volcano erupted and all the flights got grounded and she couldn't make it and she still paid us she the still money. paid us yeah she uh, which was really a, a very good True thing to do yeah and i felt guilty about that too man i felt guilty about cashing that check i'm like ah, i'm making a hundred dollars for doing nothing <laughs> I, but i didn't do nothing i did listen to the songs and i did learn them but i still felt like I, yeah, listen, I, I, listen. I spent plenty of time learning the tunes because you know we're gonna, we're going on television, right? So I mean, 
I wanted was to make sure I knew Was that what the gig him. was? It was a TV show? Yeah, it was some kind of TV clip. You know, like when you see like, um, I don't know, like Good Day in New York or something. They'd be like, and, and now the blah, blah, blah band. And, and they have like a musical guest <laughs> right, that comes right, right. on and plays like a tune. You know what I mean? And it yeah, yeah. to commercial to promoting something. I think it was something like that. That's funny. I, I've done that a few times. I've done TV shows like that. Like when I was in tour with Jared, uh, we did a couple of those kind of shows, like very like local, like some of the local news ones where he just went in and played. So I wasn't, yeah, on, I wasn't on get, camera. You have to get makeup and it's like, you know, wardrobe. And it's a like, thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a, it, yeah. Even if nobody sees it, it's still a thing. It's still cool. <laughs> I did nobody one. sees it. <laughs> well, yeah, because I did one, and I'm trying. I'm struggling. Nobody sees it, Steve. Doesn't mean it didn't happen. I'm struggling to remember this name, and it's probably somewhere out there on YouTube or something. Uh, I I know I have it written down somewhere, or I could ask the guys. But when we, first time we were on tour, I was on tour with Jared. But before that, I was on tour with this guy, John Jones. Same year, 2018, and we did this show, um, which was based out of. Delaware and it was just a like a public access talk show this guy this kind of older guy and he tried to do this whole he had a shtick um but we went on that and we were interviewed and then we played and I'm pretty sure yeah we played live we actually did play live there where we had live amps and live vocals and everything but years ago dude I was playing in uh, Mad Rabbit, which was the cover band I was with, in, one of the cover bands I was with in Jersey. And when I first joined that band, it was called Bad Habit. And we did the Uncle Floyd show. You remember the Uncle Floyd yeah. show? Yeah. Oh, yeah. One we, o'clock in the morning, Channel 9. Yeah. Which, and like Uncle Floyd in, in New Jersey, New York, kind of, more Jersey area was kind of a local celebrity. He was this goofy guy who wore bright colors and a hat and he would he would sing and play piano. And Floyd show. Yeah, and he had this like local public access kind of show. It was like a variety show. And but he was kind of a local celebrity. I remember seeing him he had an appearance at like Dunkin Donuts and I remember going there that was Paris Park Mall. I would, no, this was in uh, in Parsippany. I was a kid. I, I it was before I drove. I remember riding my bike to go see what was. I didn't really know who Uncle Floyd was, but I wanted to go see what it was all about. And I went, and there was this whole big crowd of people. It was huge, like the big crowd of people trying to meet Uncle Floyd. And I'm like, who the hell is this Uncle Floyd guy? And then a couple of years later, I end up on the the show with with Bad Habit, and we didn't play live. We had to mime. So we had the recording, and it was an original song. It wasn't a, a, an original song that I had nothing to do with, too. I I had to, um, and it started with keyboards, piano, and and then the band kicks in, and there we didn't have a keyboard player at the time. So for the for the, Did the you video, pull a Getty I wish I could key- find this video. I'm sure play it's play the there. keyboard and then jump on the bass. I, that's exactly what I did. I. I play the keyboard but i i had to mime it because i didn't really know the song yeah right so i'm just like <laughs> and i'm on camera just <laughs> and then i'm playing and i got the bass around my neck and then i'm playing bass and again miming it but the funniest part of that for me was what the what it sounded like in the room 
because we could hear the recording, but it was not loud at all. They couldn't make it loud because it would have screwed up something. I don't know. So it's very low volume. And the drummer, Joey B, the drummer, he has a, a real kit with cymbals, you know, so, and he's got to make it look like he's hitting the cymbal without. So he would, it would try to hit it like kind of with his knuckle so it would move but not make a sound while he's holding the stick to make it look like the stick is hitting it. <laughs> and then a couple times he hit it by accident and it was just like, it was so quiet in the room. You know, you're hearing like, and then just hearing and seeing Matt, the singer, lip sync was just <laughs> to me it was hilarious because it was just <laughs> it was so ridiculous um because we're all just like and all you hear is like squeaking of the sneakers on on the ground and the, 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 the <laughs> yeah exactly the, and the little clicks that you make when you hit your instrument when it's not plugged in like because I, I don't even think the guitar player it was mike trap i don't think he was play, actually played the guitar he had to pretend to play the guitar like so his right hand wasn't striking the 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 strings but his left hand was playing you know what he would play so you can't even hear it acoustically so it's it's just funny it's just a funny scene and i, I i'm pretty positive at at points during it i was laughing on camera <laughs> just of how ridiculous it was i wonder if i could find that somewhere That'd and then be... did you ever go and watch it back of course I... on the floyd show yeah I, I don't remember actually watching it on the show but i think i saw the video this was before, like, the internet, too, so it wasn't like... That's a, what I mean. So the only way you'd be able to see it would be to get, like, a copy of it from the show. It's funny how you and I talk about stuff, and then I remember things that I otherwise would not have remembered. And, yeah, I'm sure I could... I, I imagine the archives of everything are, is out there now with the whole this whole newfangled World Wide Web thing. Oh, yeah, for sure you could find it. I'm sure I could find it. Uncle uh, Floyd show. The Uncle Floyd show in the video. Featuring Steve and the Witchels. I got it. <laughs> If I find that, I will post it on, on the website. Steve definitely on, better. On Cover Band Central, I'll post it so people can see it. Steve rocking out. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I probably looked horrible and I don't know. <laughs> but uh, You're a local celebrity. You're Uncle Floyd show. I was big. But I also did an I did this other show called Fearless Music, and it, I I remember this now because uh, it came up in my memories on Facebook recently, and it was I want to say two thousand nine, two thousand eight, maybe it it was the holidays, uh, and uh, it was it was definitely December, and it was with my my buddy Jay Delaval. I played in a band called Delaval, which was an original band. Uh, for a, a while, and we did a little bit of touring and stuff. And we did this TV, TV show called Fearless Music, which um, I think was, I, I don't think it was on broadcast TV. I think it was more of an internet show. And uh, we did a couple songs, and then when we were done, we were sitting in the lobby, and they were playing it back on the TV. It, the, they had like a monitor, TV monitor in the, the lobby where we were sitting, and I filmed it. On my phone, I guess on my no, it wasn't even on my phone because this was before smartphones. Um, I think I had a camera. I know I did. I had a camera, still camera with me, and I filmed it on the TV. 
and then I posted it on YouTube, and then it got taken down because <laughs> they were like, "You can't do it. it's copyrighted material. You can't post this." <laughs> That's right. Um, and then I don't think it ever actually made it to any. That's another thing I, I could go with and research because I, I did research it quite a while ago and I couldn't find it. But uh, but it was cool. That band was really good. Uh, Jay is somebody um, who I have a lot of respect for. He's um, he's a go getter man. He's he's somebody that just knows how to get things done. Knows the right way to treat people, to find people, and uh, he's a super talented guy, man. He's 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 into movie making, he's into songwriting and, and all sorts of other stuff. Um there's actually a, a music video. Did you ever see that music video that I did with it's called Legs Legs Are So Long, it's crazy. Delaval. You've probably seen yes, it. Yes, I do yes, I did see that. Yeah. That was a cool experience doing that too. Um that with like, the mustaches? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um I love I love doing things in front of cameras. I've always been a ham. Like, if I see a camera, I'm like, ooh. Dude, remember when you and I shot that? We we had to play in that, that low-budget movie. Yeah, we've talked about that before. But... That guy's house, that was, that was fun. That was fun. I wonder if that's out there, too, man. I would love to see that movie. <laughs> oh, man, I'd love to see that movie, Do you too. remember what it was called? I don't. I don't. I, I, South Jersey Express. I wouldn't even know the first step to take to find that. Joe, owner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got to find that, man. That 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 would be good. I guess the first step I could take to find that would be to contact Lisa and Wendy. <laughs> yeah, and I'm see if sure. they know. They could they could definitely track it down. If they could just remind me of like what the guy's name was, then I could go from there and I could find it. But yeah, to to recap this, in case people didn't hear this story already, <laughs> Tony and I, I, my, I, I have this friend, uh, these two friends, these girls, Wendy and Lisa, and, and I used to play gigs with them in Jersey, cover gigs. And they're both really good. They're both really cool people. Uh, uh, Lisa plays um, drums and guitar both equally well and also sings and Wendy sings. And um, I played a, a, bond, a, a, a lot of cover gigs with them where sometimes uh, Lisa was playing drums and sometimes she was playing guitar. But anyway, she, she got this job and called me and said, we're doing this thing. We're hired to play as the band in this movie. And it's like a Saturday afternoon or whatever. We got to go and shoot this. And we're just, all we got to do is play one song. And, and then I got you into it. I was like, yeah, well, I can get my friend Tony. If we need, they, do you know any drummers? They probably said, I said, yeah, I'll get my friend Tony. And, yeah, it was in a house. Where was it? Do you remember where it was? It was No, it was South Jersey somewhere. It was like Freehold area. Yeah. And it was a guy's house on like a cul-de-sac. Yeah, really nice house. Like it was. And there. we went and hung out, and the, they had film crew there, and they were shooting in the backyard, and it was... Uh, yeah, it was they they were like I, Sopranos was there. Like Soprano. It was like very Sopranos mafia dudes movie, I guess, that they were yo, shooting. South Jersey Express, yo. Yeah, and the, the, they were all the cliche, typical, stereotypical 
mafia Jersey dudes that you would imagine. Those were the guys that were there. Be like, yo, gonna have a car chase going on out here in the cul-de-sac. The guy come racing through with the van and have to be like, gotta do it again. They come back, <laughs> dude's ripping like 70 miles an hour. <laughs> Ladies have her house like, I'm gonna call the cops. What is the matter with you? Get out of here. <laughs> Cut. All right, we got to wet it out. Don't worry about it. Let's go. Oh, my God. And we set up. It, we we set up the in the living room in the living room, and it was there was no carpet. It was hardwood, right? Hardwood floor. <laughs> it was supposed to be a bar, remember? High ceiling, smoke. It was high ceiling. High ceilings, like hardwood floor. A lot of echo in that room. Blasting loud. Blasting loud, and we had to play just one song. Wouldn't it be funny if I couldn't remember what the song was? Because we played it like it was twenty five times. It was pink. You and your hand. You and your hand. Yeah. Yeah. And we 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 play it like twenty times, or well, not twenty. I'm exaggerating. Nineteen. We played the same section a bunch of times. We played the yeah, but we played the full song a bunch of times too. Yeah, but we had to look the part, right? It looked cool. And the, yeah, well, the and there was a video. I I used to have that on like my YouTube. I wonder if I still do. The video, nah, of of there was like a kind of a promo there video, was like a short clip of it. No, there was a full performance video of it yeah, on vimeo i think it was i gotta find that too man the, the video of that and it's you know it's interwoven with whatever the story was like it's i guess it's actually the clip of the movie they're it, sitting there on the couch smoking cigars with the band <laughs> like yo it's great great man and like this this big jumbo mafia dude <laughs> and this hot brunette chick just a super hot, like twenty years younger than him. He's like, you know who I am? I got a fucking. I I expect catering, not some fucking crumb cake. It's bullshit. I can't believe you remember that. He's like, here's an Edmonds crumb cake and some coffee. Where's the catering? <laughs> oh yeah, that dude. I can't believe you remember that stuff, man. That's so funny. Yeah, dude, I ran that little dog. <laughs> the dog. The dog is great because I have video of that dog running around in circles. <laughs> this little on. yippy dog, man, with these huge eyes. I, I have pictures of it, too, still. I'll put that in the thing, too. Um, but I, oh, I have, somewhere I have video of that dog running around in circles outside, and I was cracking up. Um and it was an all day event. Remember, dude? It was, it was all like, day. And like, we... never ending. It was like 10 o'clock. At, it got to like 10 o'clock in the morning. It was like 10 o'clock at night. We were still going. Uh, yeah, we set up and we ran through the song a bunch of times. And then it was just like, it was a lot of hurry up and wait. And, and it was, and I remember the guy, Joe, Joe Owner. <laughs> Joe Owner. Joe was the guy who was the owner. <laughs> He's the owner of the house. So we, we didn't know his life. So we called him Joe Owner. And he came yeah, out. That's how he introduced himself. Is, is he real? Joe Owner? <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so we called Stop him Joe, Joe Owner. Joe Owner. And he, I remember we were we were done with our little sound check and going through the songs, and we were done. And he's like, "Hey, anything I can get you guys, you let me know, man. I, I take care of you. I'll hook you up." Anything and I, you and want, I want any anything you want. So I took that as that means we're anything I want. We're calling him. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I, didn't we go through like options or things? But what I ended up asking him, like, because I wasn't shy about, it, I'm like, 
yeah, man, I, I want a joint, man. Can you can you hook me up? And I, I remember seeing his face. Like at first, he like his face was quickly just very surprised I'll be that he right was back. Uh, <laughs> very surprised that I was out there. That I'll be right back. Joe, <laughs> <laughs> Joe Owner, and lo and behold, Joe Owner came back with a, a finely rolled marijuana cigarette. <laughs> and then, told, and then we indulged in that. When, I don't know where we went. I don't remember smoking it. We went. But Joe at, Owner became <laughs> Joe. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> that was a trip, man. And then, and then, so after we indulged, you remember that I have pictures of this, and I can put all these pictures up in this thing. Because I had my camera, I loved taking pictures and chronicling things, and I'm glad I saved this shit. Um, then they were shooting in the backyard. A lot of pictures, yeah. They were shooting in the backyard, and we, Tony and I, had indulged, I guess. And then we're just standing on this porch. They threw a guy in the pool, remember? Huh? Wait, what? They threw the guy in the pool as part of the scene. Oh, was it? Okay. Oh, I remember standing on that porch above the backyard, and we're like, there's a big staircase, so we're probably like 15, 20 feet up in the air, and watching the scene. And we, oh, they had to choose band members for the scene, and I remember being disappointed because they chose Wendy and Lisa to be in this scene. It was like a big backyard party scene. And uh, I remember being disappointed that they didn't pick us, or or me. I was like, how come I can't be in this? But, th- but then we smoked, and then we're, we're just above the on the porch watching this whole thing unfold, watching them film it. And, and Joner I, hanging out with a cigar. And <laughs> attempting to act, these people, like they just, they weren't <laughs> actors. And uh, I just oh, like God, take after take. And I have the, the, there was a lady standing next to us with the glasses. And I have pictures of you. <laughs> <laughs> My brother's calling me right now for some reason. I wonder if I could, if he could be on the air. I'm not going to do that to my brother. I wonder if somebody calls in on my phone if they, I can bring him on to the show. I'm going to try that. If I can do that, then I can. We can have guests just call in. Hey, call in. You're hey, calling yo, number up? five. You've won a uh, guitar pick. Uh, but yeah, that that was the the thing that sticks out the most to me that of that day is that is me and you standing on that back porch watching that that. The whole thing being filmed and i think we're drinking too i was probably drinking i mean everybody was drinking oh yeah no we were hanging out we we're having a good time yeah we were eating all kinds of food remember they had whole spread in the kitchen anything you want joe owner <laughs> i got you but they're all down acting and we're upstairs eating all the food <laughs> <clears throat> oh man that was funny dude joe owner joner and I, I think we got paid for that, too, didn't we? we I did. would imagine we got, so. We get a couple hundred bucks. Then we get a couple hundred. See, that's the thing, man. It's like you can go out there and make more money by doing less. You really can. You and know. Joe Owner paid us, remember? He's like, I'm I'm financing this project here. <laughs> he was like executive producer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had money. And they, these guys were probably legitimately real lobby guys. They they seemed like they were. And they're just like, hey, you know, there's the Sopranos. We can make a movie, too. You know, we could do this. Hey, Joey, Nikki, come on. Remember, and the dude, like, he, he just woke up when we got there. He had, like, no shirt on. He had, like, 
shorts on. He was like, God, oh, dude, it was a rough one last night, bro. No, I do not remember that at all. <laughs> you don't remember, dude? We rolled up with, like, fucking gear. And he was like... I remember it was just weird. Like, I remember... Like, yeah. Dude, he came out and he's like, yo, buddy, slow down with the... Slow down with bringing the equipment in here. Relax a minute. I just got up. <laughs> I, you know... Oh, my God. Yeah, he went I, inside, I, remember? And he was like, have a seat. You want a cup of coffee? <laughs> Chill out. Like, we'll relax be... a little bit. <laughs> Everyone was like coming to life when we got there. Oh man, I, I remember thinking like I, I always kind of over prepare for things. That's always been my thing. And I remember like I know I knew we were doing a movie shoot, so I'm thinking like we're gonna show up. There's gonna be all these cameras everywhere, and there's lights and the directors, and it's gonna be this big, big professional setup. It's like ding dong. Some dudes like yo, <laughs> like, what's up, man? Give me a minute. <laughs> Like there's nothing. There were no cameras. There was nothing set up when we got there. There were no people there. It was just like nothing, dude. Why did we? Yeah. Why did we have to be here at ten in the morning? I gotta move some furniture out of the living room. Yes. Hey, can you grab an end of this couch here, Tony? Hey, Tony. And Tony. Oh, man. When I... <laughs> I remember pulling up with Weisenheimers to play a party down the beach, and it was like questionable weather. And we were all up to the house, and it's like ding dong. And the dude comes out, he's like, Hey, buddy, what's going on? He's like, Drinking a beer. He's in like shorts, flip flops. It's kind of like overcast out. It's supposed to rain. I'm like, Where are we putting the band, dude? And he's like, Right here, man, right fucking front porch. I'm like, What are you talking about? You got like no tent, no nothing. He's like, Oh, no, dude, like. I guess I could go run to Walmart and buy something. So I'm like, all right, go stop to it. Nobody and he went got like a 12 by 12, like two 12 by 12 tents, and we like mended them together. That's so funny. Like a gutter, in, gutter in the middle of them, you know? And, and dude, thank God we did because it fucking bored. People don't know what they're doing, man. If you're ever doubting yourself out there in the world, whatever you're doubting yourself about, stop because nobody knows what they're doing. So no, you're you're doing just fine. Whatever you're doing, you're doing great. Not prepared. Huh? He was completely not prepared at all for a band so to be coming to play. I'm gonna find this picture. I gotta send you this. I was I was just gonna find something else and I forgot what it was. Alright. I'm like on my phone. Stop being on your phone. Um you're trying to find the video. I was tr- no. I want to find a. I know I have these pictures. I gotta send. I gotta post these pictures of of that party and and that thing and send you some. Um, if you don't have them already, you probably don't, because that was that was pre Facebook, wasn't it? That was like what year was that? Two thousand five. That that house that Joe owner. Yeah, Joe owner party. Oh, that was um. 2005, 2006, somewhere mm, around there. Yeah, ish. Yeah, that's pre-Facebook. And Facebook's <clears throat> only been, I joined Facebook in 2008, so 10, 11 years. Not a long time in the big picture of things. No, not at all. Matter of fact, yeah, yeah, two, yeah 2008, that sounds about right, Steve, 2007, 2008. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, so, Ish. stuff. good times, cool. man, 
Yeah, it, it just goes to show you, too, you should always accept work when people ask you, even if it sounds weird, because it might be, make for a great story. Oh, yeah, dude, for sure. I mean, how many, how many great stories I've come up with where, uh, oh, dude, funny stuff. Um, I can remember going on a gig when I was a kid. It was a big band gig. My father was like, it was double booked, and he's like, you got to do this gig. And it was some kind of like social club dance, and there was a whole bunch of people there. It was at a bar. And one guy in the band brought like his girlfriend with him or his wife, and they were all older. Like I was probably 20. They were like in their 50s. Oh boy! Okay. <clears throat> it was all big band stuff, and it, it was good, good tunes and charts, you know. So as long as you could read, you're you're okay. And then we would, you know, go through a bunch of tunes. And I remember the lady, <laughs> the, the girl, the lady, the girlfriend of the wife, whatever, with the band guy. She was getting loaded, dude, to the point where the guy was like, you, "She has to leave immediately. <laughs> like she has to leave now." <laughs> Fuck you! You're like all hammered out, you know. Right. And I remember being a kid, like young, like like I said, I I was even young, dude. I was that's right. I was draw. I had just driving. I was seventeen, playing that game. Wow. <clears throat> it's yeah. The, the, those early gigs, man. There's so much. There's so many stories there. I don't think we've even dug deep into that. No, too, we like, haven't, and we should. We should at some point. Good thing we're going to have a, a satellite show, because we're going to be yeah. able to talk about we'll talk all that about stuff. all kinds of stuff Yeah, over the course of the day with multiple podcasts. Yes. We can rehash everything we've talked about already. And, and, and apps. <laughs> and then talk about that stuff, the the, the early days stuff that uh, really shaped us as musicians, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, so the stuff you learn early... And get ingrained in you, it, it really it really stays with you. You know, like I I feel like I used to feel like that I was I took theory in high school and and I studied with with a, a bass a private instructor right away when I started playing and I also started jamming with people so I was doing all the three things at the same time when I first started playing which was really good for me because it it it. it uh, I, I was able to develop uh, skills in all three of those aspects at the same time, which is important. And I, I, I always kind of think that's the standard. But, you know, I, I'm pretty good music theory knowledge. You know, I'm I'm pretty good with it. So I just assume everybody else is. And then when I realize that everybody else isn't, um, it makes me feel grateful that I, that I had that kind of instruction and education right. early on um it, it, it irritates me sometimes though because i'm an asshole sometimes but that like like how do you not know that that's the the forecourt of this key you know like or whatever you know just like doesn't everybody know that and then no everybody doesn't know that um so i i'm learning this tony i'm i'm learning to practice a lot more patience with other people when I'm playing. Um, I, I mean, and the, there's, there's people that play that are, that I play with that I think are way better than me at their craft and, um, uh, are just equally as knowledgeable, maybe in different ways. Um, or, but in my current situation, dude, with this band, the drummer and the, the guitar player 
are really kind of on an equal playing field, if not above me, as far as knowledge, music theory knowledge, and, and just music knowledge in general. And that's really cool. For me, that's, that's pushing myself. That's, that's, I think that's why I'm practicing, even though I'm playing. I'm still practicing because I'm feeling like I need to make sure I'm keeping up with these guys. You know, like they're real good. You know, and and I'm sure people think I'm good too, but you know, I'm never to me I'm never good enough. And listen, you always want to play with people that are better players than you are. Yeah, always, man. And I did that a lot, and I always appreciated it. That's a key too. It's a real big key. Appreciate it rather than feel like it's competition. That's a real big important lesson that that people need to know if they haven't learned it already appreciate that don't think of somebody as like oh they're better than me and i suck or they're better than me and i gotta you know like whatever just just appreciate it because it will you'll, you'll get better you'll push yourself to be better even if you're not thinking about it i like that a lot man so i'm i'm looking really forward to this this new year dude and playing with this band it's gonna be busy man i mean I'm doing six nights starting tomorrow in a row. And it's no joke, man. It's This is not a stroll in the park. <laughs> it's, you're, you're out. Yeah, no, it's work, like you were saying. Yeah. It's fun. I love it. But it's, it, it's not... I mean, you're exerting some energy, a lot of it. And psychological energy and physical energy. Um, and it takes... It, it really... You got to be... It to me, dude, like playing this kind of gig here in New Orleans is like music musician boot camp. Like I think if you can do this here in this town, then you can do anything. Then you can play with anybody, because it's it's not it's not easy. You know, you have to always be good. You always have to be playing on top of your game. You can't rest on anything you've accomplished in the past. You have to be present. Yeah, you got to be on it. Um, but it's going to be busy, man. The Saints are in the playoffs, and the, we got a uh, playoff home game next Saturday. It's New Year's Eve um, tomorrow, which is one of the busiest nights here in this city. It is. I, it, it, I mean, it's like it's equal to the way Manhattan is for this city. You know, the city is way smaller than Manhattan, but it's equal to that as far as volume of people. So it's we're in for a, a night tomorrow night, man. It's gonna be something, and then, and that, that's Tuesday night. And then, the Saints are playing a playoff game on Sunday afternoon. So people and Minnesota is the opponent, and so people from Minnesota will be down here by Thursday, you know, for a Sunday game. So it's gonna be a busy mm-hmm. weekend. And then the the championship game for for the college football is here the following week, I think. And uh, LSU is in it. LSU is the, you know, Baton Rouge is it's the uh, Louisiana State University team. It's and it's a big, huge. It's a huge thing here, football, especially college football. is a huge thing, and they're going to be in the game in New Orleans, so it's going to be crazy packed. And then there's a possibility that the Saints will be in another playoff game the following week, and if they win and things go well. And and it's Mardi Gras, too. Now Mardi Gras is already basically going to start New Year's Day, so 
I'm in for a fucking roller coaster ride, man, for the next couple <laughs> You're months. You're going to be dude. very busy the next over next six weeks for sure. Uh, yeah, next couple months uh, up through Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras is the end of February, so. Very cool. Uh, yeah, it is. It's exhausting. It's exhausting thinking about it, but but I, I am appreciative and grateful. Rest up, dude. Eat at least a banana and one olive a day. <laughs> a good rest, good, good sleep, and hit the road swinging. It's funny. Uh, so yeah, so but we'll still be sticking with this because um, my Tuesday nights are off. So, um, even though today's Monday, we did it a special. So it is Monday special edition. Special Wisdom. edition because it's the last Wisdom Hour podcast of the year of the decade. Yes, that's right. 2019 is the last podcast. Podcast number seven, episode seventy-eight. Yes, closing out. Closing out the two thousand tens. Seven eight. The 2010s, and then we're going to move on to the 2020s, back to the Roaring yeah. 20s. Hopefully, mm-hmm. we'll we'll all see see uh, clearer in 2020. Yes. All right, man. Uh, all right, we can get the thing up. Thank you guys for listening. Those of you who do listen, and uh, we really do appreciate you, even if we don't know who you are. But occasionally, let us know who you are. Send a message. Post something on Facebook in the group, uh, on the Facebook page, or on the website. Put your events, upcoming events, anything, any shows you have, uh, put them up on the website, coverbandcentral.com slash events. You can go and uh, post your gigs for the new year. Post them all, everything you have there, and it will get out there to the masses, and more people will come see you, and you will be cool. You're already cool, but you'll be cooler. Sign up. CarbonCentral.com. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.